Hi, this is episode 18 of Dragonfire Books. Today we're going to be reviewing The Last Fallen Star, and this is literally the third day of it being out. I read it yesterday, the day after it came out. It's the newest Recording Presents book, and it's about, uh, it's, it's Korean mythology. It's the second Recording Presents Korean mythology-themed book. Okay, so this book is, it says that it's book one. So hopefully that means that there's going to be future future books. And on the front it says a gifted clans novel, which hopefully means that there's going to be a series because the book's really good. On the other is Gracie Kim, and she she's Korean Kiwi, and uh, she lives in New Zealand. So, um, okay, so the book is about Riley O, who, like, she was adopted into a family of witches, but she thinks she doesn't have any magical powers, but she's wrong. She's a harangi, which means that, that she's part of the clan um, of scholars, but um, she was brought up to be a gom, which is um, which is the healing ones. It's Their motto is service and sacrifice. They're healers. There are six clans. There are the gom, the samjong, Jogo, the Miru, the Toki, the Gumiho, and the Horangi. So, but the Horangi um, were thought to have stolen an artifact years ago, except they didn't, and they were innocent. So, and Riley doesn't know that she was originally um, the daughter of two Horangis. So, um, I shouldn't have spoiled that, but it starts off with Riley and her sister trying to find a spell to turn um, Riley into a gum because she wants to be a gum like the rest of her family and her clan so they find the spell and they try to do it at hattie's initiation ceremony but it goes wrong they have to um go do some more stuff to make it work so when they get to the beach they find this woman there because they try they tried to summon this goddess like the mother goddess but instead, they accidentally summoned the cave bear goddess, who is, like, the patron of their clan. And so so she says that if they find the last fallen star for her, um, they're just going to make Riley a gum. Hence the name of the book. The main characters are Emmett, who is her best friend, and Teo. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but he's one of the Horangis. And he, um, he made, like, an app. That make it makes it so you can like talk to these spirits um, that haven't passed into the spirit world yet. We're on chapter nineteen, and Tao and Riley and Emmett are going to eat tacos for some reason. And the chapter is called "Anyone Hungry for Sealful Tacos." Well, actually, because they want to check out Teo's new app that he made on his phone um, that helps them communicate with, like, spirits. When we walk in the door of Sealful Tacos, the waft of smoky barbecue jackfruit and fresh kimchi has me drooling. It smells so good in here, and I can't believe how famished I am. Teo grins as he looks around the restaurant. Wow, there's loads of people in here. It's going to be a hotbed for a Gleason. If you say so, Emmett mumbles. I've been here a million times before, but today I look around nervously as I'm entering the place for the first time. Thankfully, I only see tables of live humans eating and ordering food. Phew. We grab a booth by the window. Dave and Kim scurries over to give us menus. Hey, Riley, nice to see you, he said. 
His cheeks are a little ruddy, as per usual, and when he smiles, his eyes disappear into his plump face. He's wearing his gear on his wrist, so his initiation ceremony must have been successful. I'm genuinely happy for him. He deserves it. Can I get some kimchi guac and corn chips to start, please? I didn't even need to look at the menu. And a bulgogi taco for me, thanks, with extra guchijang hot sauce. And it says, he looks over at Tail, who's going cross-eyed at the size of the menu. Actually, I'm like that, too. Tail looks up, grateful for the intervention, and Emmett takes his menu from him. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. David hurries off to the kitchen, and Emmett turns to Tail. So how we do this, bow tie? We just open the app and put out the message? He glanced around our booth and shivers. Are the Gleason around us right now? I'm not, like, sitting on one, am I? Teo takes out his phone and opens an app called Ghoster. First, you need to create a profile. He hands the phone to Emmett, who starts typing. Name? Emmett Harrison. What am I looking for? My mom, Suki Harrison, who was killed by the Horangi 13 years ago. Allegedly, Teo points out. Emmett shrugs but adds the word to the profile. Allegedly killed by the Horangi 13 years ago. Relation to Gleason? Son. Favorite food? Bulgogi taco with extra gujijang sauce. He pauses and looks over what he's written. That should do it. Teo takes the phone from him and saves the details. Great. Your profile should now be out in the other for all the reason to see. You always get a bunch of random ghosts hopping in for a match, but if we start swiping, hopefully we'll get a match with your mom. If she's nearby, she'll respond. This might seem like a silly question, I say, but where do the Gleason get their photos taken? And how do they load them into the app? Oh, those are great questions, Teo responds. You know how there's always a photo on the funeral altar? I nod. At gifted funerals, a large photo of the deceased is placed on the altar and surrounded with flowers, lit candles, and their favorite foods. That way loved ones can gaze at the person's face and taste the food on their behalf. Mourners can even write a letter and then burn it in the candle flames, which delivers the message to the other side. Well, I program the app to upload the funeral picture into the app's back end, said Tail. When a Gleason decides to create a profile, it automatically syncs with this photo. Impressive, I say. You're really smart. Emmett rolls his eyes and imitates me in a high-pitched voice. Oh, you're so smart, Tao. I poke Emmett in the ribs. There's no need to be rude when it's the truth. But Tao just smiles. Thanks, that's nice of you to say. Emmett doesn't know how to respond to that. So instead, we huddle around Tao's phone and see what loads. The first photo coming up is a sour-faced man with his name and profile below. It says his life is taken violently, and he is seeking revenge before he passes into the spirit realm. Tao swipes left. That's a hangry, Gleason. I learned early on it's best to avoid those. Didn't he read my profile, asked Emmett? I said I was looking for my mom. The next photo is of a super pale woman dressed in white with long black hair partially covering her face. Her head is angled down, but her black eyes are looking up with a steely gaze, and frankly, she totally gives me the creeps. I chose that passage because it's just one of my favorite passages in the book. Yeah, I just like that part. Well, I'm really excited to see the next book, which is Summer 2022. It's The Last Fallen Moon, book two. I think I'm definitely going to read it. Yeah, so I'll have to um, look into that next year. I'm just really excited for the next book to come out, and I really liked this book. But what's interesting for me is that I don't read many books like this, but it's in present tense. So I don't read many books in present tense. I like past tense better. But yeah, other than that, I think it's pretty similar to the other Record and Presents books. It has the same kind of feel to it, except there's less battle and less swords and stuff like that. There's less, like, violence. Except for the last scene. Um, the book takes place in L.A., which is really cool because I used to live in L.A. 
it's fun to read, and I also love the relationship between Hattie and Riley, and yeah. Thank you for listening. It's going to be a very busy summer for the Record and Presents books. We have a lot of books coming out. I'm already working on rereading the Tristan Strong series. Um, trying to speed through it, but drench it with information too, because the the third Tristan, the third and final Tristan Strong book of the trilogy is coming out on the twenty first this month. So I'm really excited about that. And also, this summer we have the um sequel to the to the first Paolo Santiago book, um coming out. I haven't done a podcast on that yet, but I probably will soon. And then we have a new Rick Rodin book. It's called Daughter of the Deep. I think it's coming late this year. And then we have The Carnival of Cursed Calamities, I'm pretty sure it's called, which is like a book of short stories, and all the Rick Rodin Presents authors contributed one. So, yeah. So that's a lot to look forward to. Um, okay, peace and happy reading. <laughs>